You are listening to The Quest for 100, a discussion on everything you never knew you wanted to know. And now your hosts, Justin and Brian. Hi, friends. Welcome in to The Quest for 100. You are listening to your friendly host, Justin. Hopefully I'm friendly. Hopefully. And uh, my, my partner in crime, Brian. How's it going, Justin? Oh, it's going great. We're we're recording on a Memorial Day, uh, and our our schedules are going to get crazy this summer. So we're going to have to start thinking of some creative ways to get uh, these recordings done for you folks because you're all tuning in every Thursday for this content. So we wanna, everybody is everybody yeah. everybody that I know is tuning in. So. But yeah, thanks for joining us today. Uh, we have a special episode, as always. Uh, it's yeah, always, always special <laughs> here at the Quest. When you listen, when you tune in for the first five minutes, it's going to be special. <laughs> yes, it's always, always special. So we are talking about the recorder, a very nostalgic in a lot of ways topic the, for us. The dulcet tones yes, of the recorder. The I don't even know how we came across this idea. We wanted to do something musical, and Brian just thought it up. It just came to him. So Yeah, I don't know. I don't really know. Uh, it was an obscure instrument, and so we love the obscure here at the Quest, so we, we figured we could do a full hour of talking about this. We'll see if it actually makes that long. Yeah. Be- before you are tune out, make sure you subscribe to us. Uh, on Apple or Google Podcasts and follow us on Facebook at Quest for 100 Podcasts or Twitter at The Quest for 100 because inevitably you will not make it to the end of this. If you do, no, I you, applaud you. Have you have no faith. You always are applauding our listeners for making it to the end. I think if you start listening to an episode, I you know, I have confidence in ourselves, in our, our uh, you know, talking. That's a bad example <laughs> i can't even pitch it no but seriously i am i i think i have confidence that if people are listening they, they make it to the end because it's i think every episode well it depends on what you're into if you're into the history and if you're into the you know the numbers of things then that's that's more your podcast we're almost kind of a two-part podcast in my opinion yeah so i could see people even skipping over this part because they want to get into the, like the the fun questions that we typically ask each other yeah so. this one this one will be interesting because we don't really know where it's gonna go Nope, we we do not but you know what let's let's just jump in and uh let's talk first about you know what's going on what what have you been up to brian since we we last talked since we last talked last week about a week ago mm-hmm. as is normal yep i well it was memorial day weekend so I had a couple days off um, got over to Bremerton, which is on the Kitsap Peninsula. Mm-hmm. Um, you can take a ferry there if you need to. Uh, you don't have to. You can drive around to Tacoma um, and then up the Tacoma Narrows Bridge, which is mm-hmm. the infamous bridge that collapsed at one point. Oh. And so hung out there for a little bit. My dad has a, has a place over there. Then I took a, a ferry to Woodby Island. And went to Deception Pass. I don't know if oh, you're familiar yes, with that. I am. Yeah, I've never been, but I am familiar. Yeah, big bridge and deep crevasse um, that I don't know creates a a another waterway that's you know very high current because there's so little space for the 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 uh, tides to move in and out that it, it's. You know, you look straight down, and that water's moving real fast at yeah. at higher or uh, you know in between tides. Yeah. What about you? What do you What did you do this long weekend? Yeah. So we, my wife and I, went with a couple friends, and we went to Mount Baker area. There's a lot in that area, but it, essentially, it's a huge mountain in, in Washington, northern Washington, and got cabin for a couple nights. We were probably about, I want to say, like 20 minutes south of canada so we're like right where where that border is but uh just hung out kind of played some games and did uh we went on a couple hikes really cool i'm gonna um i'm excited to to post some of those photos from we we saw some rapids and some um 
some waterfalls as well. So it was pretty cool. And you brought us some M&Ms, some yeah. of the caramel M&Ms. So that's the remnants. Uh, you know, obviously our, our last podcast was was on M&Ms, and we didn't have caramel, but they were purchased for our weekend. So I wanted to get your take on them. But uh, they're also the remnants of uh, what's left of my healthy eating because I destroyed that this weekend. All of the whole 30 after a month and, and success, I feel like I've completely almost gone back to the ground level. But what did you, what did you think of the caramel ones, Brian? They're not bad. Mm. They're okay. They grew on me. They're a little, um, a little sweet. Yeah. I don't know if I could eat very many of them. Yeah. At a, a single sitting. Yeah. But they are good. But yeah. Uh, but yeah. So that was that was my weekend, and here we are. We we uh, we're fit closing it out with with a little bit of podcast. So let's let's take this time to jump into the news about the recorder. You're a newsman. I ever tell you otherwise? Punch me in the face. Well, let's just say there is not a whole lot of news <laughs> on the recorder yeah. these days. There, there. We did find a couple topics. One of the ones that jumped out to me was that Johnny Greenwood from Radiohead, mm-hmm. he's the guitarist for Radiohead, and he also was a composer. Uh, he composed uh, some film soundtracks, and, yeah. and uh, There Will Be Blood was kind of the big one that he did. Mm-hmm. But he joined NPR's All Songs Considered. Okay. And they you know, talked to him about various topics, but uh, one of the things that he hit home was that the first instrument that he played was the recorder. Yeah. And he played the recorder with a lot of local groups and choir groups, played a lot of Bach and the classical music with the recorder, uh, and he still plays it today. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he actually, it's funny, throughout the interview, he actually referred to himself as a recorder player growing up. <laughs> That's awesome. So, you know, yeah. take that for what it is. The recorder something that we all learn as children you know going Mm -hmm. through elementary school and we'll get into a little bit of that and why that happens a little bit later but still lives with some of the great musicians out there today yeah it's it's pretty cool that he he's kind of embraced that a lot of i'm sure a lot of musicians have probably used it and then forgotten about it but the fact that he's not only embraced it he has a passion for it that it's been an influence of his and that he continues to use it, you know, it's, it's pretty cool. And I, I saw, I, I was reading a little bit into him too. And it, and they talked about how he, it was, he at an early age got into composers and orchestras and all of that. And, and that's influenced the style of music that he often makes and composes himself. So it's pretty cool how, you know, that instrument and genre really influenced him. For me, uh, I wanted to bring in another. There, as as we talked about, there's not much news in, in recorder world, but uh, but this one might have been the top one. So so there was. Uh, I'm just gonna read the the title of this article, okay. and that pretty much tells the whole story. Yeah. So man with recorder fights man wielding potted plant in Hogang. <laughs> <laughs> so this is not made up. In Singapore, there was a man and uh, two two men that were apparently at a, a bar or a restaurant or just you know out, and apparently they were staring at each other and maybe giving odd looks. And the one guy didn't like the other guy's looks, so they started yelling at each other. Followed by a couple other, they they didn't have uh, they were speaking two different languages apparently, mm. so they didn't know what they were saying, but it seemed angry. And so I believe this man who happened to have a recorder on him pushed the other guy into a plant, and then the other guy decided to pick up the plant and use it and wield it as a weapon against (laughs) this guy who's swinging a recorder. (laughs) There's video of this. I encourage you to look it up. It is hilarious. And to top it all off, so the police are called, and I believe both people are arrested, but as the police are arriving, the guy on the recorder is playing a song. No, he's not. As, <laughs> and it's it's not even very good, which is like, all right, maybe this guy just loves the recorder, and he's so good at it, he brings it around and tries to show it off. But he was a little off tune, you could tell. Yeah. So it, it was comical uh, watching these 
apparently there was a guy that, that documented all of it on uh, Instagram stories. So it was quite funny. I encourage, uh, if you're looking for a laugh, to go check it out. Well, I don't want to leave the people of Singapore and, and you know, leave that as the way that our listeners think about those people who live in sure, Singapore. Sure. So I, I also found another story about the recorder and Singapore. Okay. So the artist Song Ming Ang, he's a he's a Singaporean uh, artist. He has c- composed a three video installation um, called the Recorder Rewrite, which is being installed into or, or is installed into the Venice Benil Ben Benil Benil Benil. Yeah, that's sure. right. Sure, sure. <laughs> uh, but apparently, the country of Singapore does a very good effort of trying to extend their culture uh, outside of the country, and so it's this this you know cultural center in Venice that they rotate singaporean artists through and um the current you know installation right now is this kind of theme of recorders Mm -hmm. and you have these three videos are young kids playing the recorder in you know various locations throughout singapore and there's other you know things that come into play with um, this whole kind of Installation, you know, they've got recorders in different structures or okay. you know, different components as formed as art as okay. well. You know, um, so I just thought it was interesting that you know they they have this kind of outreach of hey, you know, this is the culture that we yeah. have, and currently they're doing one on the recorder. Oh, unique! I Maybe. wonder if that uh, fighter was. Uh, <laughs> Probably not. My my guess is not. But maybe it's a big thing in Singapore. Maybe, Apparently, yeah. what happened is is because of the British colonization. That's mm-hmm. where they brought in the teaching culture of the recorder to their grade schools as well. Mm-hmm. So in Singapore, just like the United States, and apparently in Britain, you know, you grow up learning the recorder. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's as good of a segue as you're ever going to get. I would say, let's drop some knowledge. All right, as we normally do, I am the history guy. Justin is the stats guy. And we learned that there is a lot of history on the recorder somehow. Yeah. I don't know It's how. insane. As, as a spur-of-the-moment topic that Brian came up with, the, I guess with all musical instruments it might be this way because it dates back so, I mean, hundreds and hundreds of years. Yeah. So it's. It, I guess I shouldn't have been shocked that a recorder would have so much, but I was... I was I was still shocked. Yeah, so the recorder is a type of whistle, and they've been made since the Iron Age. What differentiates the recorder is that it's got seven finger holes and one thumb hole, and <coughs> one end, which you blow into, is bigger than the other end. Fairly basic. Uh-huh. They come in all different sizes, and they used to be made of a single piece of wood or ivory, and that has since changed, and we'll get into this in a little bit. But the smallest recorder goes down to about 14 centimeters, the largest uh, up to two meters. Okay. So that's pretty long. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to think how how many feet that is. Uh, it's like two, seven. Seven or eight feet. Six, six, yeah, it's like almost seven. Okay. I think cool so they most commonly come in four different types so you have the descant or the soprano mm-hmm. the treble which is the alto the tenor and the bass the term recorder was first used in 1388 as part of the household of earl of darby who later became king henry the first the term recorder really made a lot more sense back in the day before we had the verb of recorder or record right when tape recorders and voicemail were invented at that time it was you know the recorder was deemed as an instrument of practicing so you would record or practice the song so by that logic was the word and instrument recorder 
used before recording yes. or, or record mm-hmm. in the way we know it. Yes. Okay. And and you also see that there in other languages, the idea of the recorder is not translated very well to other languages. So a lot of the terms are more on the flute side of things than they are even recorder. Yeah. The Renaissance area of the recorders was in the 15th and 16th century. And that's really when we saw the uh, modern day recorder take shape. So with the seven fingers and one thumb hole and King Henry VIII of England, he was the first big proponent for the recorder. He reportedly had up to 75 recorders that he would regularly play or he would have musicians play for him. Okay, but he would also play. It wasn't just like oh, cool. His, you know, yeah, whatever musicians kind of a that passion he passion yeah. project for him. Yeah, he would huh. play with his own musicians as well. You also saw during this time period, William Shakespeare included recorders um, in his play, The Hamlet. Mm-hmm. He deemed the instrument easy to play, and so yeah. that's why it was included in there. Uh, we we move on to the Bark period. Oh, never heard of that period. It was the. Well, Where it was the bark uh, <laughs> uh, period for the recorder, which is when we uh, saw a little bit of a shift from the style of recorder. Okay. Um, so this was 1600 to about 1750, and this was really the golden age of the recorder. There was a lot of uh, sonatas and concertos that were produced uh, with the recorder, including Bach and Scarlatti. But really, at the end of this period, that's really when the recorder started to be replaced by the flute. Now, it made a comeback in the mid-20th century because of one individual. And he is known for this song. well-known song is this Beethoven? no so it's Carl Off Off okay I wouldn't have guessed that so this is Carmina Bern Bern Berhanna Berhanna that's the name of the song? yeah okay Um, So, Carl was a German, and he really helped the resurgence of the recorder because he started the off-school work, Hmm. which is why we see the recorders in schools today throughout the country. Um, He really wanted to encourage children to develop musicianship through integration of music, movement, speech, and drama determined it really wasn't easy though to pick up an instrument and make music but with a recorder you just need the ability to breathe and there's really no technique involved as you see in like a trumpet or any other woodwind instrument where you need to know how to to actually properly blow into the instrument yep the recorder you just need to like blow right and it takes no technique at all so that makes it is what it makes it uh, easy to pick up for you know anybody really mm-hmm. also the sound of of the soprano uh, recorder is very similar to a child's voice and so you can kind of get that same uh you're, you're looking I'm very just i'm quizzically. trying to picture uh, well picture here in my head a child's voice and then a recorder i i wouldn't have necessarily connected the two but maybe <laughs> i don't know yeah, it's fairly close. I mean, in terms of a singing child voice, yeah. they're fairly similar. So okay. they go along with each other in terms of tunes and mm-hmm. all of that kind of stuff. Also, in the 1960s, we saw a move from the plastic, or f- excuse me, from the wood and ivory to this plastic design. Yeah. And this made it a lot cheaper. Yeah. Uh, and those were tougher, you know, being made of plastic as well. So, you know, very rugged and, mm-hmm. and just easy for schools to buy mass right. amounts of them. Right. So now recently we've seen a few 
uh, musicians use, you know, the recorder in in their music. Um, I guess not real recently, but I'm gonna I'm gonna quiz you here a little okay. bit. Because I think I know one of them. Okay. But go ahead. Okay. Here we go. Is there a recorder in there? And he yep. Never shows his feelings, is that is that the fool on the hill? Is that fool the, on the hill. Yeah. By the Beatles. Yeah. Wow, I didn't think of that. Okay. Okay. And here's number two. While the sun is bright. Is that a recorder in there? Yeah. The oh. night. No one knows. Do you know who this is? She comes and goes. Oh, Goodbye, Tuesday. Who could hang a name on you? Oh, man. Uh, I'm going to say Jefferson Airplane. Nope, Rolling Stones. That was, oh, wow, that was, wow, I should have gotten Ruby that. Ruby Tuesday. Yeah, that's uh, interesting. I should have gotten that one. Okay, here's here's one last one. No idea. Okay. That one was hard. That was Jimi Hendrix. Uh oh. if 6 was 9. Oh. And an interesting thing about this one is he was actually Rumored to be so ashamed that he was playing the recorder that it's listed on the instruments as a flute. Oh, my. <laughs> but, really? But then I watched a video where uh, the guy who was helping him compose this and record this said he picked up the recorder and was just going crazy on the recorder in the the sound studio. So I mean, I don't... I feel like if you're good at any instrument, why be ashamed of it? I mean, he's... I mean, one of the best guitarists of all time. Um, but if he can jam out on a recorder, like, own it. <laughs> That's pretty crazy. Yeah. Well, actually, a, a well, I was going to say this. We'll jump into the stats here. Uh, if, and let's start with, so manufacturers have made recorders out of, uh, you talked about the plastic, which makes it really easy for schools to uh, buy in bulk. So typically, I, I was trying to figure out a little bit of the pricing of some of this stuff. So a typical recorder, if you buy in bulk, can be anywhere from like $1.50 to uh, $2.50 ish range. Mm-hmm. So you can buy a ton of them. So that's what, what you know, and we'll get into this in a little bit, but, you know, for when you and I were probably in school playing, it was probably that. If not, you know, maybe a couple bucks more potentially. Uh, if it was a higher quality one, but I wanted to figure out what was some of the more expensive ones out there, and the the most expensive one that I could find uh, was from a company called Kung, which is based out of Switzerland, and they specialize in recorders. So you talked about all the different types of recorders. One of them, which is uh, a sub bass, uh, which has a couple little pieces added to it, but is still a recorder in nature, goes for $6,315 for one of okay. those. Uh, and it's it's a Superio recorder. It looks pretty awesome, but it, it starts to, the more expensive recorders, they start to look like other um, mm-hmm. woodland uh like an oboe yeah. or like one of those yeah. instruments clarinet uh, clarinet yeah so so i thought that was interesting that you know one i i didn't think that there was a recorder worth more than 10 bucks out there <laughs> so the fact that you know i guess there is and you know there the fact that it's used in music is pretty awesome so uh yeah what was the song that you thought it was going to be in so i was going to get to that so i, I thought you were going to pull up stairway to heaven by um by Led Zeppelin, which, in my opinion, was the most prominent use of a recorder in a song, at least the one that I could remember. Mm-hmm. But those other songs, especially the first two, are 
pretty prominent too. Yep. Um, but uh, yeah, they each have solo like those. I pulled out yes. the solo parts of the recorder, yeah, which is pretty awesome. Yeah. And uh, and Stairway to Heaven, it it has a solo as well for it where. It kind of plays it slow in the background, um, and then they kind of sing over it. But it's it's pretty impressive. Anyway, so uh, a major orchestra salary. So this I could not find a specific recorder salary. Uh, <laughs> Brad and I talked about this. There's there, there with all the history that is tied to the recorder. There isn't a ton of stats, so I was really digging deep to find some information. So. I couldn't get it necessarily a a um, salary for a recorder player, but if a recorder player is a prominent person within the orchestra, they can make uh, a little over a hundred thousand dollars to one hundred fifty thousand dollars if they're on one of the you know major four or five orchestras in the in the U.S. and a uh, principal member of an orchestra, which would be probably hard to find a recorder player yeah. being a principal member, but yeah. you know someone who kind of leads their section can make upwards of 400,000 in one of those uh, orchestras. So really impressive. Be curious to see uh, if you're a recorder player, professional recorder player that's tuning in here, please reach out to us. We'd love to hear a little more information (laughs) on that front. So uh, a couple of random stats. So medium.com rated the recorder, the number three top easiest instrument to learn and play. Oh wow! What was number two and one? So they put uh, they put keyboard and piano, and I think what? I, so here's how I see it: is that it's very easy to kind of put together some simple songs on a piano, just as easy as it is for I whatever. Guess. But the range of complexity is significantly more yeah. for the first two. But yeah, there's a, there's a lot of talk about. I mean, you mentioned this, but this instrument being very easy and cheap. So entry level, barrier entry is very low. Um, But if you talk to some people, obviously professionals, but if you talk to people who um, know how to play it or or spending $6,000 on a recorder, they can – it is hard to master some of the techniques um, that they do and and to kind of add different – variations just like any other instrument maybe not to the same level as a piano or guitar or 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 whatnot but um but yeah there's still some some challenges there but there was a study that came out about 15 years ago that i thought was relevant to this uh so they studied about 1200 students um this was the economic and social research council in in the uk and they actually found at this point that children's confidence in their musical abilities dropped significantly following the transition to like secondary schools or middle schools and whatnot Mm -hmm. and they were tying it a lot to the recorder as they as the students began to connect music to that the fact that it's boring uh they didn't like the recorder and they're connecting oh i don't like playing instruments so they they just didn't really like it they didn't view it as a real instrument but they kind of dropped off in interest and uh so that that study was debated at the time of what it meant and and as you can see i mean i i believe i was just talking to my wife who's a teacher uh earlier and she was saying that they still use recorders in schools and it's you know a big thing not that one study would defer that but Mm -hmm. um but you know even the what is it johnny from radiohead talked about how that influenced him in a lot of ways to get into music so i think it's probably uh, about the same. Yeah, I saw a couple articles that were talking about how this was this was in Australia, but Australia has started to switch to ukulele as a mm. kind of entry interesting uh, instrument for kids in schools. Okay. Obviously, I think the barrier of cost is mm-hmm. a little bit different, sure. but in terms of a size and being able to, you know, manipulate the ukulele, seems about on par with you know, what you're doing with the recorder because you can, I mean, a guitar essentially you can strum it and you don't have to know necessarily technique, mm-hmm. especially as a kid. You know, one of the bigger barriers is just the physical size of a guitar. Yeah. Um, actually, one of my things I wanted to do this summer was relearn the guitar. Oh, okay. Because back in the day, I used to to uh, actually know how to play the guitar when I was, you know, five or uh-huh. six. I oh, was, really? At that young age? Yeah. 
Wow. Who, yeah. who taught you? I had an instructor. Okay. At, at a, a daycare. He he loved an to play the guitar. At a daycare. Yeah. I, didn't even know I mean, he did it after hours. Sure. And, yeah. That's that's pretty cool. Yeah, I I, I feel like it's a, a a good time as any with with some limited stats to jump into our our friendship test here. Go back in the day a little too. We just become best friends. Yep. And now we dig back in the day, and I want to know <laughs> what instruments did you play in school, Brian? So we talked about the guitar, but uh, I didn't really play that in the school. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's why one of the things I want to get back to learning how to play it, just because I think it's a cool instrument. But yep. I, I was a trumpet player in middle school. Trumpet player? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So obviously, you know, I did play the recorder yep. in elementary school. I do remember having my own recorder. Yes. Yeah, so when we fir- when you first brought this up to me last week, we talked a little bit about the recorder, and we were curious how you clean it, I think, was one of the things. Yeah. And I brought that up to my wife as well, and she's like, you just have your own. Everybody has their own. You don't really – I don't think you return them. You You purchase it as a student. Yeah, but I do remember them having – ones like that were like ones? shared ones interesting that i thought went into like a big tub <laughs> of, of like cleaning solution <laughs> or something like that I, maybe it's, I it's very possible it could be a school that says no we're just gonna buy these and then rent you know you can use them every year or whatever i don't know yeah i've been since we've mentioned this i've been trying to think of who my music teacher was in elementary school and i cannot I, re- I I can picture her face, but I cannot for the life so of me. So get this. So my music teacher in elementary school was was Mrs. Sax. So like it was perfect. Like saxophone. Yeah, like that's good. she she found her. her I think mine there. started with an S too, mm-hmm. but I don't remember. I can picture who she, like her face. Yeah. Can picture the room that yep. we had to go in. That was the music room. Mm-hmm. I just can't picture anything else. Like I don't remember her name. I don't remember how we had to clean these recorders i did you do recorder like uh concerts i guess would be the right word oh because uh, we did like i remember doing vocal you sure. know singing yeah i i wonder at did that point if, they, concerts were, at that if point? they were a part of oh man i don't know i i think if anything it might have been performances in class is what I can remember, but I don't remember it being like, okay, come to the recorder. <laughs> can you can you imagine being a parent and having to do that? I mean, I guess uh, I think they. Okay, I feel happens. like they did. Yeah, I don't. I don't remember it. But yeah, okay. So you 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 played the guitar, and then you got into the recorder, and then you played the trumpet. trumpet yeah. And how long did you play the trumpet for? Uh, only three years. Two years. Okay. Just in middle school. Yeah, that's all. Yeah, I think I was I was second chair. Second but, chair. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Not yeah. bad. Yeah, not bad. You know, we did the whole marching band thing and yeah, all that kind of stuff. But You're then right. once I got to high school, I didn't have time for it. Yeah. Sports took over. I had uh, this is so random and weird. Um, but my family had a a strong distaste towards the band. And we did, uh, it, it was just kind of, I don't know what it was. It was just like, and I had, I'm the youngest of five uh, in, on my mom's side. And uh, I, m- most of my older siblings were 10 plus years older. And, and I just remember them just despising the band. So were you uh, choir or you I were was orchestra? orchestra. Oh, yeah. Okay. And my sister and I were orchestra. Okay. And which, you know, my instrument usage. So I actually... Obviously, had that did the recorder in, in elementary school, but but in kindergarten I started. My mom wanted us to do a more musical instrument, so uh, I did the violin, and I played the violin in kindergarten. Wow! In kindergarten, and I played through seventh grade, so I had a good seven to eight years of playing the violin. Uh, and fun fact, never learned how to read a note. What? <laughs> what? Yeah, yeah. Uh, How'd you play? So, uh, memory. So I could, uh, what I can, uh, it's not, in, I don't think it's super impressive, because I know other people that can do this, but I can hear something, and then I can play what I hear. Uh, so it's not perfect, and you need to work, like I needed to work on it. I never practiced, I never 
I didn't do anything. I just, when the time came, in concert, I was actually, like, fine. I was no issues. I would play what I was supposed to be playing based off of what I was hearing or knew to play based off memory. But when it came to the test, though, that was, like, when I would have to sit down with my music teacher, and she would say, okay, play a B. And I'm like, I I don't know. Like, play, you know... An F sharp. Give me the sound. Like, yeah. yeah, you so needed the sound. I, I needed to hear the sound. But if somebody played the sound, I could be like, yep, I can match that sound. And so, I, How quickly could you do it, too? Pretty quick, yeah. I, I mean, it again, it takes getting used to the instrument first, but then also like it's a little bit of muscle memory, and, and just for whatever reason, Interesting. I can do that with music. That's, I've, I, I'm not, again, I'm, I'm not touting myself as very talented in this front, but I can li- – self-taught myself some interest some instruments by listening to a song and saying okay i'm going to mimic what they're doing mm-hmm. um and like i i've learned a couple piano songs that way and um you know again i've probably lost it by now it's kind of more short term but do you think do you think that you were smarter or or like more intelligent when you were playing an instrument I, uh, I feel the like connotation tied to it. Yeah, maybe. you know they always talk about how it kind of helps with all aspects of education and everything. And I yeah. do feel like since I've stopped, my brain function has has decreased. decreased. You started a podcast, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, with uh, lots of uhs and ums <laughs> and you knows and yeah. I, I think that's a factor. Uh, the, certainly, the what's tied to it. I mean orchestra to me was always a sophisticated type um thing and so everybody that played it i just i don't know i got this vibe that they you know maybe it is tied to intelligence i but but yeah to your point now not playing any instruments and i i again not very good at this but uh i was in a garage band uh (laughs) Uh, it, 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 we didn't make it big or anything. We didn't, obviously. Obviously, because you're, yeah, um, you've got a podcast. But it was more, it was truly a garage band. Like, we didn't even really do any or many performances while I was in it. But but I played bass and vocals. And uh, I could play a little guitar, but I'm not good at guitar. But I can I can play bass. And bass is great because. You can slap it a bass. I can slap it a bass. I, I really enjoyed bass because, again, it was very. Um, you can mimic based off of the tones that you're hearing very yeah. easily. So yeah. again, I wouldn't necessarily, I, w- I wouldn't practice by reading the, uh, what's it called? Not the no, I mean the notes, but the grander thing of the notes, the uh, sheet. Yeah. The, the sheet, song. the music, the sheet Sorry. music, whatever. Uh, so I wouldn't learn that way. I would learn by, um, by hearing the music and then mimicking it as, as to practice. Hmm. Interesting. Well, yeah. now, Back in the day, with with the recorder and, and all of the things that that went on with the recorder, did, did you have a favorite song, or do you remember any songs? I I just have to go with my gut, and the only one is Hot Cross Buns. So that that's all I could even think of that we played. <laughs> yes. classic which that's sounds so bad it does <laughs> like i was trying to find one on the internet that sounded any good no <laughs> and, and god bless our parents if they had to go to recorder <laughs> I concerts. Know, that's what i'm saying because yeah. all i can think of is hot cross buns yeah and you know can you imagine not only that is a well, that is a well played hot cross buns that is yeah. in tune yeah. on no, yeah. like that but, was the teacher playing yes, right? hot cross buns. Can you imagine twenty five to or uh, I don't know how many kids and just no that would be brutal. Yeah, <laughs> do, 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 do. yeah that, that would uh, be bad. I, I imagine like maybe I, I don't know if you can do Twinkle Twinkle Little Star. That was a popular one with with intro violin. Um, but yeah, there's there's a lot of those like intro songs I feel like, but Hot Cross Buns is is easily the top. Um, yeah, I gotta agree on that. I, I would love to hear a current artist somehow be incorporate able to incorporate Hot, hot Cross mm, Buns. That's interesting. On recorder, bonus points, but in any <laughs> in way, any, any form, in any facet, uh, I would be intrigued to see if they could do that. Yeah, auto tune it somehow. I don't know. Huh. Make, it, make it popular. Yeah, I, I might have to look that up before the end of this episode. <laughs> okay. 
Well, uh, you know, we, you got into the history a little bit, uh, but do you, uh, and you being a trumpet player, do you think it, the flute or the recorder is better? I mean, I think from nostalgia, it's the recorder. Yeah. yeah. I, I just, everybody played a recorder. Yeah. And so, and it took no effort. You you didn't have to do anything to yeah. play a recorder. Now, I don't think it sounded very good. Yeah. But in terms of like just a little spot in my heart, a recorder yeah. is going to have a little spot right. in my I, I don't have any affiliation tied to to uh, the flute. I do think that the flute has so much more that you can do with it um, and takes an intense amount of skill. But, yeah, I think I'm, I'm tied closer to the recorder mainly because I've had uh, memories tied to that. But totally random stream of consciousness here. But you play the trumpet. Did you have... Uh, did it seem like you were in a group of trumpeters and you were close with those group of trumpeters and you kind of had not spats, not spats, that's not the right word, but just kind of a a light competition between the other groups within band? Mm, like, like, yeah, I mean, you know, the trombone players mm, were like, oh, you're, yeah. you're just a trombone Total player. Tools. Like, yeah. Anybody could play the trombone. I could pick up a trombone <laughs> okay. and play a trombone. Like yeah. that, yeah. Okay. I guess so. Yeah, I guess. Because so. I was trying to think back to when I played violin, and and violin, for me, what I remember, and you know, was much more effeminate in a lot of ways. If I, there was more girls that were playing the violin than there was guys, mm-hmm. whereas there's more guys playing the cello. Yeah. Um, and uh, or the and the bass the, the bass. bass was always yeah. uh, you know probably your tallest person in the grade because they could stand up and hold it but yeah I don't know I, but I I did feel like there was a little bit of you know of teams like you're on your team and you're kind of not competing against them but you 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 know viewed them a certain way yeah but all right well I want to know after all of this is the recorder cool would you consider it cool to play the recorder Brian. No, not at all. Not at all. Not a chance. Even Jimi Hendrix playing the recorder, like, I don't think he should hate on it. Hate on, yeah, on, um, you know, saying that it was the flute or you know any of these guys should hide away from it if if that's the sound sound that they are looking for. Yeah. But sorry to the American Recorder Society. <laughs> yes, that is a thing. It is a thing. Yeah. But. I don't. I so can't here, get into here, it. I, so here's my thought on it. So I don't necessarily think it's cool. I think someone cool can play it and make it cool in that moment. Enter uh, enter the Beatles or Led Zeppelin with John Paul Jones. Like these people, you know, can – it's iconic moments within, this, within the song. But it's really the people that's making it cool, less the instrument. But I will also say that what how we connect the recorder to music is elementary recorder, which is the hot cross buns, yeah. which isn't cool. Yeah. So I, 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 in my my quest here, I was doing some research and found, you know, ended up listening to some professional people, recorders. Recorders. Mm-hmm. I, I, is that what they're called? Are they just professional recorder players or professional recorders? I don't know it. I mean, the it fact would that probably they don't be professional recorders because it'd be like professional trumpeteer, yeah, professional guitarist. guitarist, bassist. Yeah, I don't know. We just because we've included yeah. tape recording in the verb of record. Yeah, it screwed everything up yeah. for the true right. recorder. Yeah, no, I, I agree. But but there are people that that are doing this, whatever they are called, um, that are incredibly talented. I mean, just. You know, it's not my style of music. If they're playing it, it's often in an orchestra, and you know, I can, I'm okay with that. I mean, even with my past, like I'm okay listening to some some prominent orchestra songs. But um, this one band had, uh, or one orchestra had a prominent r- recorder, and she like kind of led the group um, in in at least a song. And I was like, this is you know impressive what she can do. But but for me, it, this it. The sound is transcendent, if that makes sense. So it kind of, whenever I hear it, I think it's probably a bad word, but but medieval time period, uh, you yeah. know, just 
it, it kind of takes you back. So it doesn't necessarily have a place in current music unless you're trying to tell a story that feels like it's in the past, if that makes sense. At least yeah, that's how I it's a it. very simple sound mm-hmm. because it's, you know, one piece and just some holes. There is no right. nothing that is influencing that to, you know, make a more exotic sound. Otherwise, you yeah. get into you know, some of the woodwind instruments that you have a reed and Mm -hmm. can kind of vary up some of the pitch and tone. Whereas, as far as I know, you know, maybe the American Recorder Society is going to tell me something completely different because you have all of these different types of recorders, but it's a fairly simple idea. Yeah, for sure. Well, we're way early. Are we? Yeah. Wow, all right, let's do it. Yeah, let's delusional think. I feel like I'm taking crazy pills! Well, so this week, since we're kind of on the music topic, our delusional thinking question that we came up with is, Justin, you instantly become an expert in one instrument. Which do you select? And I'll include vocals in there, but... When when we think about the overall picture here, if you become good at vocals, you're your same ability level at all other instruments. You're not getting any better at any of the other instruments. You're not able to read music any better. Sure, you are just now an expert at X instrument. It's a tough one. Uh, I was thinking about that a lot when you came up with it. And, um, you know, it, 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 you're kind of making, to me, you're not making a statement, but depending on the instrument you choose, you can find vast success. Um, and some of them are tied to stardom, and mm-hmm. some of them are a little bit more behind the scenes. And, for instance, you know, going back to my past and saying, all right, I want to, want to be a professional violin player, right, a violinist. If I became that, okay, I'm, you know, probably first chair at a uh in one of these prominent orchestras yep. and i'm you know i'm making good money but yep. no one knows my name and they probably maybe maybe they know my name if i'm a top you know yeah, prominent what's, one what's in that the, world um, the top violinist I, I don't know Lindsay something sure if the fact that you even know a name is interesting to me but uh, Lindsay sterling she's an american violinist okay Sure, I, she's got a very uh, poppy, okay. very um, new age violin yeah. sound. Some of those, you know, like crazy looking plastic violins that like don't, I don't even. I don't like them. That's the more electric violin. Yeah, no thanks, no thanks. Uh, they just, yeah. There, there's. Uh, I've seen. I've seen some videos actually. I don't even know why I went off into a tangent about this or, or a, um, just a little rabbit hole. Yeah. Um, but I was looking at violinists, and there was this guy that um, was touted as the fastest violin player, and uh, he can play what is it, um, the Bumblebee song, um, the flight so of the Bumblebee, flight, flight of the Bumblebee, and he can play it in like uh, I don't know seconds or something like it's 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 insane, and so he plays it, and I watched another video of a, of these two professional violinists that have a YouTube channel, and they. Uh, would slow down his playing. And this guy was, like, on TV as the fastest violin player of all time, you know, all this other stuff. And they they slowed down his playing of the song and then analyzed, okay, you're playing this fast, but are you actually playing the notes? And their reactions to it were hilarious because this guy is destroying the song. Like, he's skipping notes. Hmm. He's playing off key. But you can't tell when you're playing it, like, so fast. And so it sounds enough like it, but when these profession, other professionals are like, this guy's, and he had, that guy had an electric violin, and that, you know, this isn't the reason why I don't like it, but it kind of has this stigmatization to it that's like, it's not, the violin is this, is this, again, this um, sophisticated instrument in an orchestra, and to bring in an electric aspect to it, I just, I don't like that. I wonder how they slowed it down while can maintaining the pitch and I don't know all that kind of stuff. Yeah, I don't know how they did it, but 
it was interesting. Anyway, long story short, uh, <laughs> violin would be very niche, and I don't think I would enjoy that. Okay. The the two that I come back, I would, I think in terms of coolness factor, the bass being the best at the bass or or really really good at bass would be awesome. Okay. But I don't think it has enough life by itself. So then it leaves me to two that okay. I'm behind. Okay. Or I'm, I'm I'm between, and that's guitar okay and that's vocals okay and i think i'm going to land on guitar but it's very close because guitar you can kind of just chill play guitar you can kind of um yeah. do it in front of people or by yourself and yeah. same thing with with singing but uh there is a coolness factor tied to that as well i don't know that's part of my decision making it feels like but um if I'm going to be the best at something, but I think I think it might be guitar, um, and I, I have played a little bit of guitar. I have a guitar. I'm very bad at it, so there's a part of me that wants to like actually learn it and get better and, mm-hmm. and all of that. And so there's an aspect of that too. Yeah, yeah. I I'm very similar to you, so I, I tried to narrow down some of these instruments, and so I'm I'm gonna have to talk this out because yeah. I'm not really even sure if I have a decision yet, but. So I'll agree with you on the guitar and the vocals that, you know, from a stigma standpoint and what you can do with those, uh, you just far and away above everything else, you know, possibilities are endless. I do like the guitar because you can just sit there and like mm-hmm. jam out and you're cool, right? Yeah, it, right? It's like this cool thing that when you, you know, around a campfire and you bring out your guitar and you can sure. play the guitar like yeah. oh man that's yep. awesome yeah because like it, nobody cares if you can sit there and sing because you know from a a novice standpoint i don't know that many people could tell you if you are on key or off key really that well like yeah uh you know when you're doing karaoke and and can you really tell the difference between somebody who's really good at karaoke and really on key? I mean, you I can mean, you to can. a certain extent, but like in terms of like, if I'm going to be an expert versus just kind of like a middle of the road singer, like, I don't know if you can tell. Okay. My two that I'm going to throw in here are the saxophone because oh. I think the saxophone would be a close second to that cool factor of like sure. you know I can jam out on the saxophone and like get that blues vibe going yeah. and go into some bar and just be like this you know amazing jazz musician because I can play the saxophone sure. so that's one the other one that's kind of cool that's out there is drums. Okay. I think it would be really cool to be a really awesome drummer. And, you know, obviously you're not going to be the lead in anything, right? And and I'm okay with that. But I think the possibilities of the drummer are so amazing and endless. I mean, think about going out and, like, you're a big-time drummer. You could make people's day by grabbing a couple of five-gallon, you know, buckets, sitting down at Pike's Place Market, and just jamming out. Sure. And how people, you know, you you would have so many people loving that uh-huh. of just like, oh man, this guy's playing a trash can tin lid and yeah. you know a couple five-gallon things. And if you knew how to do that, I think that would be really cool. So, I don't know if I have a decision because you could kind of do the same thing with the guitar. I think the guitar is more realistic yeah. in terms of like what I could actually achieve. Yeah. So, I'm going to go with the drums. <laughs> so, as you talk about that, uh, so one, my, my, my thought with the drums and why I wouldn't choose drums is the practicality of it. Even though you can go and play on a, you know, playing on a trash can, whatever, uh, you, that's like a very loud instrument. And as soon as you have other people living in your house, they hate you for it. And like, oh, I but think... but nowadays nowadays that's not an issue because you you can get those. 
those um, pads. They now have the pads that basically you play it, and it plays the music straight into your headphones. So oh. it plays the hits straight into your really? headphones. So it's it's not like a true you know yeah. snare drum or bass drum or whatever it might be, but they do have the technology I out know. there. I, I believe that the technology is out there. I'd be very curious to see if. I mean, I guess professional drummers probably have a sound room and all that. So that I mean, for the thing, most but... part, though, like really, what you're working on, because when you hit, like, yes, there's a little bit difference of a hit when you hit in the middle versus sure. on the edges, yeah. but for the most part, you're working on your hand work, anyways. Like from a sound perspective, I don't know that you're necessarily like. Well, if you're one of the best drummers out there, I don't know if that technology, if you would accept it or not. Yeah. But okay. I'm going to accept but it. But that aside, but as you were talking, I think, and we're here in delusional thinking, so I'm going to switch my answer because oh, wow. I think I would I would do saxophone because the saxophone is one of those things. You, you There's something about the saxophone. You talked a little bit about this where um, you you can just kind of, if, if, if you're playing it, it's just, it's, it exudes coolness. Yes. Yeah. It, it is one of the coolest um instruments you can have and you think about like oh if somebody finds out like oh you play the guitar oh you're good at guitar all right oh you play the saxophone awesome i want to hear you play like it's it's a different at least for me if i find out someone is a saxophone player i'm much more likely to engage in conversation about wanting to hear them play or anything like that because it's cooler than a, a, a guitar, and it's not—it's not simply just cool. It's just—it's more unique as yeah. well. The sound is way more yeah. unique than a yep. guitar, and it's—I mean, both are very complicated, uh, or can be very complicated. But a saxophone is one of the harder instruments. Yeah. And, and when you play, oh man, I love—I love a good—I love songs uh, in, in a lot of different fronts. You know, the classic, you know, guitar, bass, drums, whatever, vocals. <laughs> It's it's obviously overdone. It's used and, and works, but I love when a band will pull in a saxophone, mm-hmm. uh, a violin, like uh, some outside uh, thing there. Um, yeah, you know, Dave Matthews is a perfect example. I know a polarizing person sometimes uh, from a music taste, but I really like his stuff because they'll he'll like bring in a saxophone player yeah. and you know and jam out with them. And yeah, so my my dad really played the saxophone when he was growing up and so he still has his saxophone and so when i was growing up he was you know a lot more active in playing it and he yeah. would still read the music and all that kind of stuff and he would play it for me yeah and it's just yeah it's a cool sound and yeah that you know kind of ties in with my childhood you know yeah. hearing my dad play it so yeah. so i i it's it's up there with yeah. with the cool yeah uh, instruments in there but uh I'm gonna go drums. Okay, fair enough. I, I want to play Let's the. I, I want to. I want to play the. Uh, the five gallon. I don't buckets. know if we could uh, go on tour with just a saxophone and drums, though. <laughs> we might need some other instruments. Although we could, if we're both really good at it, that might we might be the first band ever to just be sax and drums. Yeah. I don't know. Hmm. Well, anyway, we. Are we are we to an hour yet? Do we, do yeah, we make oh yeah. an hour? Oh yeah. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Not that we were really pushing that, but uh, uh, it, it, we always land around this time. So. Yeah. Thanks for joining us for an hour. Yeah. Yeah. We talked about recorders for an hour. You loved it. We loved it. You listened you, you to listened. recorders for an hour. Yeah. Um, but uh, we're we will get back at it next week. Of as as always. Um, not sure what the topic is going to be yet, but but yeah. I, I'm excited to, to dig into It'll be a special summer. topic. Yeah, I think it will be really special. Really special. <laughs> we we always want to know what you guys want to hear, too. So yeah. uh, make sure you are letting us know by either commenting on our Facebook page at Quest for 100 Podcast or Twitter at the Quest for 100. Yep. Yeah. And, uh, you know, any comments you have, for sure, we'll, we'll read them. But... But if there's a topic, like Brian said, uh, that you are just like, you know what? I don't have the time to do the research into this. Yeah. That's we are offering our time as consultants, if you would, to yeah. look into this for free. Think of it as the Cliff Notes version of whatever topic you need to yeah, learn up on. For sure. Yeah. So whatever that is, let us know. But excited. Hey, maybe we'll do Cliff Notes. 
Maybe we'll do a Cliff Notes on Cliff Notes. Why not? Uh, well, anyway, thanks for tuning in, guys, uh, at the Quest for 100. Thanks for joining us uh, on the Quest for 100. Thank you.